Hot Girl Summer? City Boy Summer? White Boy Summer? Nah, it's Hot Project Summer. Wow, I can't believe I just referenced Meg Thee Stallion and Chet Hanks just to get you to listen to this episode. But seriously, have some fun with your boys or your girls this summer, but just promise me that you'll work on a small project this summer too. It can literally be anything, because if you do, it'll help set yourself apart for when you're looking for that next job or internship. I'm going to be explaining why in this episode, as well as a couple of project ideas that you could literally work on right now if you're in business or even if you're looking for a career in the medical space. Tech and social science people, don't worry, we got you next episode, but just keep listening to this one because it might just spark an idea. And to start Hot Project Summer off right, let's hear from Enrique, who's the director of Leading Learners, which is an online platform that shares free resources to students. This is how he got started. In my third and fourth year, I started writing resource sheets that listed and described opportunities, resources, and tools in business, and in the subjects of my advanced placement classes. I also wrote digital notes uh, for these classes that had a consistent format between all of them. This is where my organizational skills started developing and I started experiencing the problem I am now trying to solve. And I knew I wanted to start something in education. It first started with the idea that I wanted to create a school, but I put it in the back of my mind. And then in college, I realized the business opportunity of my textbooks and decided to turn it into something real. Now you might think, but Justin, I don't know how to code. Don't worry, you're probably making it more complicated than you need to at the start. Let's say you have great organizational and study skills like Enrique, but you don't want to become the next Elon Musk and that's okay. You still want to help students and build your own resume at the same time. So what you could do is start by creating Quizlet guides and marketing those through TikTok and then quantifying your impact for your resume. You could literally do this for like five hours a week and take your resume to the next level. You could also, instead of using Quizlet, use something like Notion, which one of our other guests that you'll hear later on in this episode will be talking about. But no matter what you choose to do, you'll probably have to do some cold outreach or reaching out to people that you don't know. Here's how Rick does it for his podcast called The Seed, where he interviews founders about their entrepreneurial journey. For instance, did you know that the co-founder of Rotten Tomatoes really likes games and anime, and he once slept under the desk in his office for months? during the dot-com crash. I will then use these facts to draft up a short email or LinkedIn request to invite them onto the seat. Along with the email, I'll include a Calendly link for them to easily schedule a time. This also prevents a lot of the back and forth of setting up an interview. And clearly, this tactic works because he's gotten some huge guests on his show like Mr. Beast's mentor, the co-founder of Square, and much more. I'm not going to go too in-depth with cold outreach because we've got several episodes on that, which I'm going to link down in the show notes. But what other skills can you learn when creating a project? I think this project would help with my career personally, just through um, leading something and getting that leadership experience, I think is super helpful, as well as a lot of those, you know, project management, product management type of skills to be able to, you know, interface between different teams and work with a lot of different people, I think is a very valuable skill set. There's a difference between working on a school project and working on a passion project. 
Number one, with passion projects, you usually aren't the only person putting the team on your back because no one else wants to do the work, but you still have to because you care about your grades. Since it's a passion project, the other people working on it with you should be motivated to continue to work on it. Number two, there are no rubrics to passion projects, which means that you can literally take it any way and anywhere that you want, which means that you can learn whatever you want too. For example, let's take Declassified College. I've learned team management, project management, social media marketing, email marketing, and business negotiation, just to name a few skills. In college, I never took any of those classes besides maybe professional selling, which honestly hasn't really helped me with my business negotiations. If I wanted to, I probably could have taken Declassified College in a direction to learn coding or publishing a book, but we're a media company, and that's why I'm learning as much as I can about social media, the creator economy, and business negotiations. So this is probably the point where you're like, but Justin, I'm an introvert, and everything that you just described scares me. People think I'm an extrovert, but in reality, I'm introverted. And you probably won't believe me, but hopefully you believe Rick. Now, obviously, this is a scary thing to do. I'm an introvert, and I remember I was super nervous when I sent the email to the co-founder of Square, Jim McKelvey. But as I did more and more outreach, I realized, what's the worst thing that could happen? They ignore you. And even if they say no, they at least took the time to respond, and you know that you guessed the right email. Honestly, sending an email to someone and seeing that it actually went through, and not getting another email back saying email delivery error, is a feeling like no other. And seriously, if you even get a no, it honestly feels good sometimes. Like I emailed Steve Wozniak a couple months ago to see if he'd be open to submitting a response for the show, and he emailed me back saying that he wished he could, but some things have just kind of come up and he couldn't commit to it right now. Even though he said no, I was honestly hyped to hear back from Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple. Like he literally emailed me back, he read my email, and he talked to me. And honestly, for trying to even attempt to get Steve onto the show, you should leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts right now, so that more students can hear about this Steve story and then be motivated to go crazy during Hot Project Summer. Speaking of Hot Project Summer, I know I've focused mainly on business ventures so far, so I promised a medical one too. Our next guest is Lang, who is working on a project called, and I'm sorry for the pronunciation because my medical jargon just isn't great after changing my major. It's called the structural and functional analysis of trap complexes at the Jessica larval and neural muscular junction. Basically, he's interested in seeing the role that the trap complex plays in the transmission and communication of brain cells. But why is this important? So my future goal is to become a dentist, and dentistry is a very fast advancing, research focused field. And I think that my experience this summer doing research in a field that's not totally connected to dentistry is very worthwhile because I will gain the research skills necessary to become up to date with new dental technology, technological advancements and techniques. Skills can be transferable, and that's why I always think it's more important to have skills than a good GPA. The ability to research isn't just geared towards the dentistry industry; it can literally be applied anywhere, and that's why I love the project that Lang is working on. He knows what skills he needs in the future and is beginning to build projects to hone in on those skills. Now, on top of research, what else has he learned? 
how to dissect the larvae of fruit flies. So my laboratory uses fruit flies as its model organism. And the larvae is very special because it's an easy way for us to really study the connection between the brain and the muscle. And this communication site between the brain and the muscle serves as a model to study how brain cells communicate in humans. So, you know, of course these larvae are very, very small and learning this process was very tedious. I just remember it being utter disaster at the beginning. But now that I've honed in my, you know, my manner dexterity and being careful with cutting open the larvae and placing pins on it, you know, I really think I mastered this technique. I'm really thankful that I learned it. I can't imagine what it's like to dissect a fruit fly. I honestly can barely hold my hand steady for a couple of seconds, let alone trying to dissect something as small as a fruit fly's brain. Now, if you can dissect a fruit fly, I trust you with my teeth. So when you become a dentist laying, hit me up. But before we go, I wanted to share some final cheat codes to Hot Project Summer from a few of our guests. Find a good mentor. And um, I think that, you know, being new to the research field for me personally was, was a big struggle. And, you know, I wasn't familiar with many of these laboratory techniques. And my mentor really was open to questions, was very patient with my learning process. And that really helped me become comfortable in a laboratory setting. Um, but at the same time, he was also uh, very, very motivating and, 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 really, and really pushed me to my limit and you know challenged me when I needed to be challenged. Mentors are a thing where quality is better than quantity. And you can use a tactic that Rick talked about earlier, but just make sure to find a way to turn those conversations into mentorships. I have a couple of mentors who were basically conversations that turned into mentors over time. I've never outright asked them like, hey, can you be my mentor? Honestly, whenever I have asked that, the relationship has never blossomed into a mentor-mentee one. Next is Jackie, who we heard from earlier talk about some of the skills that she's learned by building First Gen Diaries, a publication that helps support and share the stories of first-generation college students. One cheat code that I would like to share with students who are thinking about starting a project is really just start. I kept trying to say to myself, I need to wait for the perfect moment. I need to wait till I figure out the entire concept, the name and everything, have a team until I can actually start working on something. And that's why it took two months for First Gen Diaries to come into existence. And um, when I finally decided to just do very small things that I knew personally I could do, coming from a marketing, design, and branding background. And then, you know, gradually from there, built it up into from, you know, designs and concepts and Instagram posts into an entire Notion web page. That was my first time doing something, um, making like a Notion web page like that. Start with what you know, and then start to learn from there. I think a lot of people, including myself, get analysis paralysis at the beginning. We think of how big and the endless possibilities that our idea has, and then we get scared because we're like, how the heck are we going to learn all of that? Start small, and you'll start to teach yourself the skills you need to learn to take the project to the next level. Are you going to fail? 
probably. But trust me when I say failing at the beginning is completely okay because it allows you to make small mistakes when it doesn't necessarily matter compared to when you need to make the right decision and the consequences are much bigger. This is a quote by Lao Tzu. It's watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. If all you can think about is your failure, then you are destined to fail. When you start working on this project, you'll, you will get picky. You will look for every reason why your project will fail. That you don't have the skills, that you don't have the motivation, that you don't have whatever it may be. Those thoughts are holding you back. Honestly, I should just end the episode right there, but you know I've got to ask you one last time to subscribe to the show on whatever platform that you listen to, and if you listen on Spotify and don't have our notifications on, make sure you unfollow, and don't worry, I'm not going to be mad as long as you hit follow again and turn on your notifications so that you can hear all of these episodes. And... Well, that's about it. I'm out. Well, that's about it. I'm out.